yes, John Fisher is still in the news, and so is Dave Caval and the Oakland A's. Gotta talk about him. And then we're going to jump right into the NBA and our sad umbrella of a season um, has come to a close for us. And then we'll touch base on the uh, good old Stanley Cup, get into some American football because Wrexham is already in their offseason enjoying Vegas and getting ready for the USA Tours. And uh, NFL schedules are out, so we get to talk shit to each other about our NFL team. So there we go. Without Got further ado, I'm ready to roll, man. Absolutely. Vince, get us into the scores of the MLB. All right. So the Oakland A's, they, over the last week, they dropped all three games against the New York Yankees. They lost 7-2, 10-5, and 11-3. A couple of double-digit runs given up in the, in that series. And Cheers. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then they come home and play the Texas Rangers and drop three out of four against them. They lose 4-0. They win 9-7, then drop drop uh, Saturday, Sunday's games 5-0 uh, and 11-3. Next up will be uh, home versus Arizona and then at Houston. So the Arizona game, once they conclude, this is rough for any MLB team. That'll be their 16th game in a row that they play without a break. Man, that's like rain delays uh, having to make up or something because i think it's like in their collective bargaining or something usually there's no rain delays it's just straight oh, 16 shit. game seasons uh, straight it's crazy i've never seen anything like that even that's, for a, a a good team that's that's rough you know yeah that's really, a bad team that's tough yeah um so the a's are nine wins 33 losses still haven't hit double digits yet still not they're, there they're close they're, tonight could be the night we're, we're we're approaching a Mendoza line win percentage. Okay, that's really bad. Um, they're just above it right now. Uh, if they go, you know, if they go zero and three against Arizona, that there's the Mendoza line right there, man. It is bad. It's real yeah. bad. It's, it's rough out here. Um, so that being said, let's just look across the bay to the Giants. They went one and two at home against Washington. They lost five one five one get the win 4-1 and then lose 11 to 6 and then they go to Arizona these same Arizona Diamondbacks we were just talking about they uh, they drop 3 out of 4 there at Arizona they win 6-2 and then lose 7-5 7-2 and 2 to 1 next up for them on the docket is Philadelphia and Miami both coming to San Francisco they're 17 wins 23 losses and fourth in the NL West and so b before we get into the, the atrocity that is the Oakland A's or p potentially Vegas A's, whatever you want to call it, um, let me touch base on the Giants here because I know I got some viewers or listeners who you know want to hear some Giants stuff once in a while. And you yeah. should. Um, we should oblige. Yeah, I would say your biggest struggles, I mean, outside of you know your run differentials between your, the teams you're playing against, they're not horrible. You know, I think what's happening is that they're stranding a lot of you know, batters, uh, I'm sorry, runners on base. Um, but I think what's really killing the Giants more than anything else, um, I think their starting pitching is decent outside of the back end of the rotation. And Shamanai has been has been pretty roughed up and uh, have had some pretty bad outings as, as of lately. But, but that bullpen is just horrendous. Um, I know they brought in the twin brother to, 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 to be the relief pitcher, the long relief pitcher, but he's given up runs like crazy. Um, I think if anything, if, if I'm trying to fix some kind of holes, I think I'm trying to maybe bring up some relief pitchers and, and try and shore that up because I think you're starting pitching 
though it may not be as strong as it was last year or the year previously when they had that outlier of a season, um, I think it's still good enough to try and win you some of these games. And I think your offense is still potent enough to try and win you some of these games, especially with the kid uh, who's being touted as the next Derek Jeter. And rightfully so, he's breaking records left and right as their shortstop. Um, so he's pretty good. And then you've got, you know, uh, Mitch Hanniger, a, a loaded outfield, you know. So I think offensively, the Giants could. Casey Schmidt around. is the kid's name. Casey Schmidt. Yeah. So that Casey kid is, Schmidt. I mean, what a great call up. What a great uh, shortstop story. Um, obviously, that's kind of, if you're a Giants fan, you've probably seen the, uh, the writing on the wall with Brandon Crawford and, you know, maybe we're going to ship him to seconds, you know, Casey Schmidt's probably going to take over shortstop in the next coming years. Um, you have to benefit Lamont Wade who can balance between different positions as well too. So should be interesting, but I think this uh, Philly thing is a good matchup, especially with your, your head coach being the former head coach. Um, you know, what can he do against this Phillies team? And I think if relief pitching is as bad as it has, has been, you're going to see more of the same. You're going to see a fourth or fifth place NL West team. So we'll see. All right, yeah, uh, the Phillies are 500 club right now. They're 20 and 20. They're actually yeah. second in the NL East because the NL East is uh, not performing up to the standards we thought they would be at the moment. Uh, as for the Giants, like I said earlier, they're they're in fourth already. They're actually they, they have just a half game lead on the Rockies. So they are right there, right near the seller. And if they don't figure it out real soon, it might be uh, time to start selling some pieces. You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, 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 this is the way teams operate now. I mean, we've seen it as, you know, A's fans, current and former. Uh, you know, if, if it's not going right, you know, pretty quickly, you, you take the L and just start shipping pieces away and hope for next year, man. So yep. we'll see. Yep. So let's get into it. Um, unless you got something that you want to talk about the Giants here, Sam. All right. So I don't care he, about no Giants. He, he's let's, getting he's getting lubed up right now. Let's let's pull the bandit off. And before here we go, before we you know jump into the news that has happened today, let's just kind of do some. some I'm not done work. talking about the A's. I still wanted to talk about the A's. Well, that's what we're oh, getting into. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. All right. Yeah. That's that's. You- no, I'm talking about the A's. Oh, okay. I'm All trying. Right. I'm getting us up to speed, okay. so everyone can know what right. the news that broke today. Lay it out, with the A's. Let's Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so let's let's look at let's look at the details, okay? Let's go. The Oakland A's, the ownership, wanted a ballpark that they could own. Okay, that's rule number one. They wanted a ballpark that had outdoor activities that people could spend money within the ballpark around the area. That was two, right? So with those two things in mind, right, they had that with the <clears throat> Howard Terminal deal. Then they go to Vegas and they have that land that they could do the same thing. It may not as been as big as 55, you know, square feet. I mean, um, acres, acres. Thank you. Five acres. Um, yeah. But you still had land that you owned and you could build things outside of the stadium. You could build out. They were raving about how it was easy for parking, easy for people to get there. And then they pulled that deal a week later and they go to the Tropicana site. The Tropicana site is nine acres. They don't own the land. They can't build anything around it. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a Vegas citizen, but I'm pretty confident local Vegas citizens don't go to the strip to hang out. So you're not going to get local citizens coming to your ballpark. You're expecting tourists 
who are on their trip to Vegas to just waltz into your baseball game, that's highly unlikely. Um, I'm going to slightly, I mostly agree, but I am going to push back a little bit. Um, yeah. Vegas residents do go to the Golden Knights games and they're on the strip. Um, they'll, I think they'll go. That's like the tail product. end of the strip, though. We're yeah, talking well, about I mean, the meat and potatoes. Well, no, no, no. Uh, the t- Tropicana is at the tail end of the strip, too. It's like right ne- It's right next to it. But they do have parking, like the Vegas Knights. Yeah. Do. No, 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 no. They're, I mean, that that's a whole other thing entirely. But I'm just, I'm just saying if there is... Like the Golden Knights are winning, so and they're and they're showing up. So I there think a, they'll they'll show up for a purpose if there's a reason to go. Yeah. Um, so it, b- before but, before yeah. Sam jumps in here, so so just so we know, the previous site they had an agreement that they were going to, you know, build a ballpark at this location, and then that got axed to this nine acre Tropicana site, which today was announced that they have a binding agreement to build a one point five billion dollar stadium still pending legislation of approval and also public funding so with no renderings no architect involved and um they have done no reports to to say that it's a good place to build a site yet because i think personally they're trying to do this ass backwards and get public funding first before they invest into these uh environmental reports that they have to do for vegas every you're gonna have to do one no matter what they may not be as strict as california you're still gonna have to do one but it doesn't make any sense that they would go this way but this is the way i think they're going so go ahead sam i was just gonna say the 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 site that they're talking about there was some rumors on twitter coming out um that there's renderings because we haven't seen those before you know we haven't seen renderings produced by the a's overnight um it's just the whole idea of this Tropicana site is stupid. Um, it's it's nine acres. Uh, you're not going to be able to build around uh, like you were claiming for all of these years. All of these years, you were making the claim that you needed all this land to build a year-round thing, and then all of a sudden, that doesn't matter. So then, like, what's the problem with Howard Terminal then? Why were we arguing about this massive site and you needed all this stuff around it. So what's the argument? Because now you're abandoning a deal that was ready to move forward. There was funding in place. There was an $88 million difference due to COVID and inflation and, and these things. We know that. But just bringing it back to the Tropicana site is just stupid. They said it was going to be like an MLB store. It's literally the gap of MLB. It's literally, hey, we're the A's. Let's hawk everybody else's shit. Who cares if people buy ours? Because we're going to make a percentage on everybody's stuff that we're peddling here. It was just a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea um, to build it there. I do think a baseball team would be successful in Las Vegas. If it was something like the Golden Knights, I don't think it needs to be an expansion. Exactly. I don't think the Raiders are different. And I think some of it has to do with that Raider image. And I think some of it has to do that. It's the NFL people travel. It's easier to travel on the weekend for a, for a big event. You're going to spend the weekend in the casinos. You're going to set up your bets. You're going to, you know, uh, if you're if you got friends and family who may not be interested in a football game, they're going to, you know, go do things around the strip. It makes sense. I don't think that example works well with baseball. I think certain series on weekends, depending on what's on the line, 
you might get the numbers, but a 30,000 seat stadium, 81 business days, selling it out every single day. Like, like you, you think it will, I really, I really don't know. I, I just really don't think it's going to work. Well, for example, 16 games in a row, in a row I think 12 of them are at home. You really going to sell out 12 games in a row in Vegas? No way. The, the reason why football works is because it's a one-day event. A one-day event. And even hockey, right? Two, two-day event? Three, four, you know, it, it's well, not... Well, it's 40 total games, but, like, yeah, you're, 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 it's, you get two games three games max in a week yeah exactly so it's much more accessible to do it makes more sense i also want to note too that bally corp right is going to own the tropicana site land right not the a's but bally corp is owned by sinclair and diamond sports corporation so diamond sports is both into- fledgling companies like both yes. companies that are like in terrible position right now so diamond sports- a lot of money but in trouble diamond sports is the betting company right Sinclair is a media company and whatever opinion you want to use, I don't, you can come down my road. I don't care. You can look it up yourself, but Sinclair media uses tactics to make money off of fear and, and propaganda. They're basically a far right company that uses fear mongering and propaganda to produce and make money. And um, I don't know about you, but if Sinclair media is a subsidiary owner of Valley Corp, what are those commercials going to be like when you're watching an A's game? What are the ads going to be like in the ballpark when you're watching an A's game? You know, I mean, it's it's just another dark cloud over this shitty ownership that doesn't seem to have any sense of control of whatever they're doing and have no thought process of what they're doing at the same time. Well, I you know, with Sinclair, I think the problem that I have with them is, um, you know, they've they've they're buying like local news. They're buying local news stations that are reporting actual news. And to this day in this crazy climate, I don't want to be a political show. Uh, You know, I don't want to talk about politics too much, but people still rely on the local news stations as a reliable source of information. And this company is buying those locations and, and shutting them down. So people are losing their jobs. Um, Bally, we know that they may be, their streaming service or their RSNs might be collapsing and MLB I think would want nothing more uh, than that to collapse so they can push uh, MLB.com and MLB channel as a standalone uh, service and grow that. Um, You know, so I I just find that the whole deal is corrupt and MLB and, and Rob Manfred is complicit. They're, 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 they want to get in bed with these people, whether you are a Republican or Democrat, we're not here to debate that. I don't, I don't care about that. I only care about the sport and you know, the a staying in Oakland and Las Vegas rightfully getting a team, but through expansion, you know, you don't need to rip away a team that fans want to support. Like there's nothing more than, the talk around here, even the people, even the fans who've been away for a while, they still, they would come back if there was a, if there was a shovel in the ground, you know, yeah. they would come back. And I think a percentage may not because of John Fisher. So even if the A stay, there's still another fight to be had. And that's, we need to get rid of this clown. Like the fight against John Fisher is not over. 
because even for me, for me, I can only speak for myself. And I think there's other fans out there that agree that even if the A's end up in Vegas, like he needs to get out. These types of owners need to get out. And, and, and I think this is um, stirring the pot. There's a lot of energy um, with A's fans, MLB fans, Californians, Nevadans. There's a, there's a lot coming together. And that's been, you know, we talked, you know, I think I've, I don't know if I said this on there, but I know we've talked about it off air as friends is I try to find the silver linings, right? Like that morning when we decided to start going live, we just kind of did it. We've been like a podcast pre-recorded and you know, whatever. And then we started doing this live thing. And that was a silver lining we talked about is that like, we feel like this is the right path is to do the live and interact with an audience. And that's been great. Um, the second silver lining is the community that I'm seeing come together. Uh, oh, it, it surpasses fandom. It, you know, it's, it's citizens coming together. It's people coming together. There's been so many people that I've been able to interact with on Twitter that have no interest in sports, but somehow they followed the sell the team, the Fisher out. They heard about the A's coming to their market. You know, a lot of these people I'm talking to, they live in Las Vegas and they have become A's fans and they want the A's to stay in Oakland and they, they support a baseball team for their, for their neighbors, but through expansion, you know, so it, I have to say that the second silver lining is just the, the sense of community of A's fans and extended A's fans and citizens coming together, you know, and I think that's what I'm still voicing about and what I'm still upset about is, um, you know, John Fisher and uh, Dave Cavill are, are ripping generations of fans apart and they're trying to put states versus states, city versus cities. And that to me is just, absolutely fundamentally wrong and that's shame on you baseball shame on you mlb absolutely i mean I, as as you know daniel's saying here that he's been screaming for an expansion nba team an expansion baseball team 100 and i guarantee yeah. What's you what's up daniel I, I guarantee you that that us talking about you know an expansion team with with other local vegas people or nevada people I bet you if they do get an expansion team and Oakland, the A's do get to stay in Oakland, I'd root for a Vegas team. I mean, knowing that camaraderie is with me, man, I, I got your back 100%. You got a terrible team in Vegas and you need to sell your, your, your ownership. I got your back. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and up, I, but, uh... I, but I agree. They need their own expansion team. I think Seattle needs its own expansion team as far as uh, as far as basketball goes. Yeah, Bring back the, um, the Sonics, man. Yeah. Bring those back. Absolutely. I mean. I want to say hi real quick to Nelly forty seven. Yeah. Oh, um. Also bringing up the um uh uh, uh Sinclair and uh, uh Bally Sports being in hot water with the uh with the broadcast rights on the regional sports networks as well. Absolutely, man. This is um baseball can't quite get the what they can't get away from them for whatever yeah. reason they can't quite extract themselves from them. It's like every time I'm out, they pull me back in. I don't get it. What it's oh man you know so what's crazy frustrating though? even in this moment even in this moment guys i i maybe i'm just off my rocker maybe i'm just nuts maybe i'm just like 
I don't know, wishful thinking, I somehow still believe they're going to stay. Like, I just, I oh, don't opium know why. is strong, man. That I don't opium. know why. I, oof, man, you're a dealer. I need it. <laughs> I, I did wake up to some, I'm sure a lot of Ace fans saw this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the, uh, the uh, Larry Ellison, Tom Hanks group. <laughs> yeah, I, is, did, I, I just saw something about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Whew. I'm still I'm still hopeful for um you know uh Joe Lake of Joey well, Lightyears. Come on. Guys, guys, there's three weeks left in this session. They have to get a deal done in three weeks. So I, I I'll would be honest say with you. Ten my, days. My, yeah, my <laughs> my hopium. What's up, Jeremy? Do you want to know really smoking or do you want to know what hopium he's smoking? I'm smoking <laughs> hopium and sipping whiskey. Not a <laughs> So my my level of hopium just grows week by week because you know we were say a month, and then they didn't have anything done. Now we're three weeks, and they've got the same deal that they had with the previous Vegas site. You know a binding uh, agreement, which to you know at this point means jack shit. Yeah, so, I don't think binding means what they think it means, man. Yeah, it's, it's like the Princess Bride over here. Well, they just want to be using in the binding agreement. They just want to be in the agreement. Like what is it, January something? Otherwise, they're getting kicked off of welfare. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. It, so it's got to be more than a binding agreement, like just a binding agreement yeah. alone. They have enough. to get the public funding and the approval by the legislative of 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 the um count Clark. I'm I'm sorry, the commissioners, the county commissioners, they, I should say. They just in three whatever, weeks. In three whatever weeks. the whatever the minimum, whatever the bar is that MLB set for them to be on revenue sharing welfare. Like they're just trying to like now they're just grasping at anybody who will give them the deal. So like I, I who's going to give them the free stadium? I saw a wonderful post on Reddit, and I'll have to get his name here, and, and I'll and I'll recognize you before the show ends. But the level of dedication some Ace fans have, it's just stellar, man. I think it's I think it's top notch. Um, there was a Reddit fan who literally wrote a handwritten, well, I guess typed, whatever, but from his heart letter to every single MLB owner, except for um, the giants and obviously the A's. Right. And his name was uh, on, on Reddit. His name was uh, Wi-Fi enabled. Right. So if, if you're watching or you know, are curious, we're shouting you out, but I'd love that he wrote a letter to every single owner of MLB to tell them why John Fisher taking your money as an MLB owner it's terrible for the A's to go to Vegas, along with other reasons as to why the A's can't go to Vegas that we've already alluded to. And not only did he post that he wrote all these letters, he put the address of every single owner <laughs> yeah. so that you could write to them as well if it's in your local area or you want to write to all of them. So I appreciate that. If you guys are curious in the chat, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post go the... Uh... Go and drop that link in there. Let's yeah, just I'll drop it. it in there. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's great. I love, I love the camaraderie. I love all of this. You know, I hope that, uh, I hope the A's do stay in Vegas and my hopium is starting to run a little higher and higher as the weeks go on, to be honest with you. It just seems like no matter, like, do, do you have any, Dave Cavill has shown no ability to get a deal done. Like, yeah. I mean, the man can build a soccer stadium and that's it. Apparently. Yeah. Like, like that's where he tops out at is a soccer stadium. Wait, he didn't you know, even, that was Lou Wolf who helped him on that. Well, yeah, but he was the president of the of the Quakes when he got that done. So, I mean, Lou Wolf's Lou Wolf's business deals got that done. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm even sure. Lou, I'm even sure Lou Wolf, even Lou Wolf was throwing shade at 
the current ownership in the current, you know, the current climate. Hello, Pot. Like, this is Kettle. You know, there <laughs> well, no, there's there's some stuff came out where uh, you know, they were asking him something, and you know, I'm summarizing here, but you know, Lou Wolf said something to the effect of if you can't get the deal done, maybe maybe you have to look in the mirror. Maybe it's you. <laughs> you know, like, it's definitely you, him. You know, it's definitely Fisher and Cavill. Like Cavill, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's like, told you so. But from day one, Cavill just seemed like a slippery dude. He just gives off the vibe of he's a slippery guy. You know, <laughs> like, and he came out of the gates a little too hot, you know, like, you know, he just seemed slippery and people were, and I get it. I get it, man. Like people were, were trying to be, op- you know, optimistic and supportive and they did the whole rooted in Oakland thing. And, you know, in retrospect, I think, I don't think it was really sincere. I think it was, you know, trying to string along Oakland to get a ridiculous deal and uh, the you know the A's thought they had all the leverage, and you know they have no leverage. You know, yeah, part a part. I mean, look, I'll say I was the one that <clears throat> was still on the Dave train, right? And there's still like a glimmering, glee bit of hope that I feel like Dave just went in too deep and didn't know how to pull out, and he was getting paid great money. And he's still getting paid great money to just be the the board that gets beat the shit to he's cover the porter potty yeah uh, for of, sure. of the uh, ownership group he's the there's, one that's catching like, all the shit there's a gleam of hope that when this started and dave got hired he genuinely thought and still believed that john fisher was going to get a new stadium deal done and he was like i'm on board fans love me and i think that was true and then as time went on and brick by brick started disappearing, and you notice that there was just nothing there behind it. I think Dave was just too far into it. Now he could have left. He could have been like, "I can't do this. This is ridiculous," you know. So I don't, I don't necessarily give him an out on that. But I do think at the beginning he did believe that something was going to happen. And I think at this point he's too far into it to 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 get out of it. At this point, I mean, you're in the shit now, buddy. You might as well just roll in it. I don't, I don't know, know man. He he's a clown. He's a fucking. Clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So like really, the, like, yeah. man. I, I don't know if if anybody's out there listening. Like I'm about to. <laughs> I just want to use so many bad words, and I don't. I don't want to make it too personal. <laughs> we need we need one of those soundboards like SpongeBob. So it's gonna be cuss. It's just like a dolphin uh, sound. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> could, could let's let's get you back on track, Sam. So. They're still uh, the June 13th, so please tell us what June yeah. 13th is again. Let's remind everyone so we don't forget. <clears throat> Go ahead, Sam. June, ter- June 13th, um, a Tuesday day game. We're going to try to sell out the stadium, um, pack the house. We're calling it. Ace fans are calling it a reverse boycott. Um, so, it, you know, we're going to try to bring attention to this thing even more. Um, one of the things that we can do as ace fans is, is try to get this to, to larger media markets, share, share this video, share other people's videos, share, keep sharing it, keep making those hashtags trend. Like we need to make it louder. If somehow, some way you're, you know, you're able to get this message to somebody that has a, an even bigger platform, 
you know, we got to communicate up and we, we got to keep the pressure on them. And we got to, you know, we also got to uh, put pressure on what's going on in Nevada. Um, you know, there's going to be people that um, want the A's, but we got to talk to them. It's not, you're not going to win the argument with, uh, with profanity and screaming and shouting and talking down. Um, I think the best thing we can do as fans is uh, make ourselves av available, educate, talk about it, support Nevada. I think there should be a baseball team. I would love to go to a baseball team and I don't, I would love Las Vegas to have a baseball team, but not even, not even the home Las Vegas, you know, expansion team should be at the Tropicana site. That's a terrible site. You know, like they, they deserve a, a if there's going to be MLB baseball, like put a real MLB stadium there, not this cramped, you know, condominium BS, like put a, put what I'm ship there. Like, like obviously we haven't seen any like drawings or plans or anything yet for this potential nine acre um, with a, uh, you know, a, a retractable roof. We haven't seen any plans for that yet, but I, I mean, just thinking about like what it's going to look like and what they're going to do it. I mean, I think about Levi's stadium and how it basically looks like an erector set painted red to get the night for the Niners. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be even worse than that, man. Like I, I, I just, I don't get uh, just, I, I've seen Brody Brazil did a video. He went to like all these different uh, ballparks like on the map and he just kind of drew out what the acreage was for each one of them. And you see the smallest ones were uh, like, like Fen, like Fenway was yeah. sitting on about yeah. eight acres. Um, and, Let me and ask it's you this. packed in there, man. But like Let the, me all, all the roofs ones, all the ones with roofs, they're like, you know, 11, 12 acres. At Let least. me ask you both this. Let me ask you both <clears throat> this. And if anybody else wants to add to it, I, I think we all agree that the Howard terminal site makes the most sense to keep the team in Oakland, uh, freeing up the current site to, to do something else. Right. What, whatever that may be, right? Howard Terminal seems like the best location. Right. Based on the renderings, like, we, I think I want them there, but I, the stadium design at Howard Terminal didn't get me all that, like, jazzed, like, to be honest. I was kind of hoping they would, like, the design would actually change. Yeah, like, they you know what I want? I want a jewel box and back to, yeah, it was just, look, it, yeah. I, I just, I don't want to look like Chase Center. And look like a toilet bowl. Remember when that rendering came out? It looked like an actual <laughs> toilet. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? If you're a Giants fan, you can come down my road. It's fine. I do want the opportunity for splash hits. I think that would be super fun. We don't have to call it splash hits because obviously we're going to be stealing from across the bay. But I want that opportunity to be able to hit a ball into the water. I don't want a Mount Davis that you hit it off a glass that people are eating nachos in. I, I, I want to hit it in the I mean, water. <clears throat> I don't, I'm just wasn't a fan of like the Hobbit, you know, like the, you know, the, 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 the grass on the top, the grass yeah, like on the, the park, on the triangular yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know, what I thought would be cool is like, you know, they got the, um, the cranes, the repurposed cranes. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it'd be cool. Like maybe on the other side or, or at the main entrance is, is kind of like an old school, uh, like a light tower, like an old school light tower. Uh, because it's the port and, you know, you're going to have that waterfront and I just think it would be really cool. You can have like the, the ferry system right there. So you have like the A stadium is also like um, a light tower, you know, then you, you know, I just thought that'd be kind of cool, you know, to, to, to have that and a little bit more of um, 
like a brick and mortar type of feel, you know, cause it's not too far from, you know, it's West Oakland. So, you know, there's old Oakland there and downtown Oakland there. And there's a lot of like brick old buildings that are, that are being revitalized. Um, so I thought a little bit of throwback with like modern green energy efficient things. Uh, I like the idea of what they're trying to do of like make certain areas of the stadium, like a park, like you could walk through it. I think that's really great. I just wasn't a fan of the design. It looked too much like, like Ikea, dude. It, it just looked like an Ikea stadium. Well, scene. so I wasn't on obviously with you guys last week, but the Padre stadium and, and, and how that whole grass area was set up and you could walk straight through and it was really wide you could, they had live bands playing where eventually became the TV screen in the background where you could watch the game if you couldn't get to the wood deck area to go see the field and everything. Um, I thought that was great. I think that would be a great idea. Maybe have that same kind of system, but like towards the water. And then the other side leads you to shopping areas, things of downtown, downtown area. But I think the focal point is that home plate needs to be in the back corner and the outfield needs to be shooting towards the edges of the pier. So the water needs to be facing, I guess, what would that be? North, I guess. North, north, north. Yeah, north. It, 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 you can't have you can't have you the can't batter way into the sun. Uh, uh, like so, the batter can't be can't be looking west because of the sun. Right. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. So I like the the stadium they have now. To me. It looks with the bubbled edges. I'll be honest with you. I didn't tell anyone what it looks like. Those little porta potties that, they, that you give to kids when you're trying to train them, you know, it looks <laughs> oh. like that. And I don't want a toilet thing. And it seems like the rendings we're getting are all just like, like that, like that kid in San Diego at the back of the truck. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that kid, that, that dad has some confidence to make that kid do that on a busy street too. So, Stewart well, anyways, guys. to make a guest appearance, so I got Dave Stewart on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud. He's um, but yeah, we got to move on to the NBA. But if anybody has any comments about you know their ideas of John Fisher or baseball, whatever you want to have in, throw it in there. We'll definitely bring it up throughout the show. No also, problem if, going if, back if, and forth. Here. Like if you do voodoo or something, make sure to stick some uh, needles into a John Fisher doll for me, please. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, this this is this is just as much as your podcast as it is ours. So that's feel right. free yeah. to uh, drop whatever comments you want to have in there. We'll we'll get to them as best as we can. But uh, without further ado, let's rip this old bandaid off. Um, yeah, this this sucked. <laughs> this sucked. Yeah, this it sucked, sucked more because it happened hey, to the. La- hey. It was against the Lakers, man. Daniel's gonna be like, "What sucked, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, da- yeah. Daniel's loving life. We're not so much. Yeah, Daniel's uh, like, "What is the Lakers too?" The Warriors lost. The Lakers won four to two. Um, the de- the and in Game Six, the Warriors just uh, Steph showed up. Dante Divincenzo showed up. Oddly enough, uh, Kevon Looney showed up for what he could. You know, still recovering from the illness, and that's it. Everybody else kind of stayed on the uh, bus. Man, this was this was a tough one, especially to go out like that. Um, there it is, the <laughs> Lake Show. Yeah, okay. Uh congratulations uh well deserved uh they honestly they they gave it they, they put it to us the, the lakers absolutely um earned that uh place in the western conference finals 
Um, and I where I fully expect the Nuggets to win uh, in five games. That's right. Gentlemen sweep. Calling it right now. Put it in the universe. That's what you're putting in. The, yeah, you're doing yeah, that. That's what I'm putting in the universe. A gentleman sweep by the Nuggets oh. over the okay. Lakers. Um, one interesting uh one interesting thing that i saw was actually in the eastern conference uh it's it, it's all the same teams from the 2020 um uh mickey mouse uh western and eastern finals so uh in the bubble it, yeah in the bubble it's the same four teams that were in the finals in that year it's, it's happening this year three years later which proves uh that there is no god so um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah so New York beat Miami, which by the way, I'm sorry, Miami beat New York. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase yeah. that. Which yeah, by fine. the way, I was pleasantly surprised because Miami came in as, you know, a, a play in tourney and, you know, it's just like baseball. You know, sometimes the wild card teams come in hot. They're more Spolstra ready. is so good as yeah. a head coach. He is so good. Yeah, no, it's, uh. it's crazy good. I mean, the Boston series last night with Tatum dropping a 50 burger, to to wave goodbye to Philly fans. I mean, that was great. Um, a shout out to to Tatum on that. His mom was in the, in the building too to watch my Mother's Day. So even greater. I mean, yeah. that's a great win. Um, yeah. Steph got to hold that record for a whole two fucking weeks, man. <laughs> crazy man. Uh, I yeah, didn't, but, and he no, did it on Mother's Day Tatum. too, though. Like yeah. like the day to do it on. Man, what a yeah. pinnacle day to do that on. That's that's yeah, a Tatum Dallas Braden perfect game right there. He ate. He absolutely ate, man. That was an incredible performance. And um, um, Phoenix Cones are keeping it from tipping the cap. But there it is. Apparently, I found out yesterday that Kevin Durant's already in some tropical island, so he probably had that booked um, prior to uh, Game Six. So uh, they laid down a gigantic goose egg. Goose egg. I know that. Um, uh, hey guys, guys, guys! Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Drew Thomas is in the chat, and he says. Philly sucks. <laughs> uh, they they sure do. They sure do, man. They suck real bad, uh, especially in that game seven, man. That was embarrassing. Well, uh, Drew, you know your your boy Kevin Durant decided to uh, to to not show up. So I know you're a big Kevin Durant fan. He's really not a Kevin Durant fan, but you know we'll just see. Poke the bear, you know. Oh, Drew likes poking bears, by the way. That's his big thing too. So. Katie got Monty fired. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy turn of events. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like all these coaches that were like in the finals in the last like three years, all of them have been shown the fucking door. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, um, the nuggets. I'm not the nuggets head coach, uh, the Dallas head coach who Dan Tony, I'm sorry, Rockets head coach, I'm sorry, Dan Tony got fired. And then you look at uh, uh, the Jazz head coach who ended up becoming Cleveland's head coach, I think it was, one of the two, I can't know, remember. remember. He got fired. And they both all went on to have like almost one seeds and they all got fired, every single one of them. So it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, Daniel says uh, Doc is what, six and 18 in elimination games. Uh, and he's... Like game sevens, he's lost the last handful of them, man. This is, uh, I, I don't know. Doc can't get it done, I guess. Uh, as a coach, I'm. I, I think it's a. Uh, it, he he might be seeing his days numbered in Philly, but he'll get retreaded somewhere else because uh, that's what happens with all these head coaches in every sport. Really, there's about forty guys, you know, vying for thirty or thirty-two jobs. 
I think so. that the telling part about Doc Rivers is that he seems to lose control of his locker room in the second season. It seems to happen pretty often. And this whole James Harden thing that's breaking down that he just, you know, him and his relationship, as, as James Harden put it, me and my, me in relationship with Doc Rivers is okay. You know, and now the report breaks, breaks out by Shelly that uh, he doesn't want to play for Doc anymore. So how much is that is on the star players? How much is it on James Harden? How much is it on Doc Rivers? But I do feel like when Doc goes to places, he seems to wear out his welcome pretty quick. Um, I don't know if that's a testament of him or a testament of just how he coaches teams. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I agree, guys. Uh, Daniel, Drew, Doc is next. I, I think he's going to get fired. And probably Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr's not going to get fired. <laughs> no, Steve Kerr's not. That man's got at least like That's what years. some people are saying. Some, no. some, some idiots really want Steve Kerr's uh, head on a pike, man. I don't I don't get it. This is the first time he's lost in the Western Conference playoffs. This yeah, is the first I would say time. if Steve Kerr can't get out of the first round in the next like two years, okay, maybe we consider like maybe it's time for a coaching change. But that's unlikely to happen with, with the way he coaches and the players that he still has available to him. I know the question mark is, is Draymond coming back? And I believe, yes, he's going to come back. Is Clay Thompson coming back? If the reports are true that he's going to take a, a pay cut, yes, he's coming back. The question mark is, does Kaminga get to play? Because he's really advocating that he wants a bigger role. And he was really pissed off that he didn't get one chance with the Lakers. And I agree with him. I agree with him. With the Lakers, you needed one guy who could be – you know, a physical player who could, you know, possibly get to the free throw line. When I look at names, I, I think Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. And guess who wasn't performing? And guess who didn't even get a chance to perform? So I think Kerr did a poor job this year of managing the kids. I think he uh, got into we need to catch up mode because we're so far behind the seedings. So he was relying on the veterans a lot this year and didn't get a chance to really grow and nurture the young kids and i hope that next year is kind of a call and sign i mean those kids moody stepped up but moody's a different beast compared to the other kids you know yeah i think um pbj if his foot can stay healthy that kid's gonna be a problem you know that kid's gonna be scary he didn't know the offense but man you're not blocking that shot you know if he could he decides to drive you're not you're not stopping him so Real quick, I want to do some uh, tidying up with the comments. Um, so Steve Kerr, when I when I said he should be fired, um, I was being sarcastic. I am not advocating for Steve Kerr to be fired. We're, we are absolutely one year removed from a championship. But if you were on Warriors Twitter or listening to uh, local media today, there are people who are fire Steve Kerr. He sucks. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Um, I was being sarcastic in no way am I advocating to fire Steve Kerr because I really don't I don't know how the offseason is gonna break down, but I don't think this team is done. No, like, not at all. You know, I don't think it's done. Um so no, just to tidy that up. Uh circle back to your comments. Um, it's interesting. I've been listening and trying to keep up with some articles about the Kaminga and his role. Um I think some of it is uh, the behind the scenes stuff is, you know, Moody got benched. Moody fell out of favor. And I think Moody kind of went to work, 
got better in practice and earned his minutes back. And the the body language energy from Jordan Poole and Kaminga, the all shucks, I think I said this last week or the week before, of like just being like uh, complaining, oh, gee, I didn't know what to do. And then sulking is, I don't think any teammate wants to see that. You don't want to see a, a teammate in your you go work at UPS and the guy who's like, you know, like nobody wants to work next to the guy who makes excuses about everything or complains about everything. It we- it wears off. And I don't think Kaminga and pool did stuff in the, in the, um, in the, in the train, you know, not the training room, but like in practice, like they didn't change and they didn't evolve. And to their defense, they're, they're, tw- they're what 20 and 23. <laughs> Yeah, You know, like, you know, in their defense, I hate to play the, you know, the young card, but I mean, I was doing a hell of a lot dumber crap at that age, you know? Yeah. This um, is, yeah. Drew actually brought up a good question about pool. Um, is it time to, is he going to get traded and should he? And that's the big conversation now. Like articles on the athletic are like, here's three possible landing spots for Jordan pool. And it's like, I, I, I get why pull pull's not going to get traded. Yeah. Um, and nor I, I do I think, think nor do I think he should be, but I, I think there comes this notion. What are the reports true that he wasn't listening to Steve Kerr and he wasn't paying attention. And that's why Draymond punched him. I, I, I don't, I don't care at this point. You know, I think pull throughout the season did a good enough job of just going to business, going to work and putting his head down and focusing on what the task at hand and the playoffs really showed a different side that we hadn't seen all season as Warriors fans. So that's a little telling and a, and a little frightening. Um, are we going to get that same Jordan pool to start the season next year? I don't know. Um, I tell you right now, no one's going to take that contract. It kicks in next year. So the likelihood of moving him is super unlikely. You know, it, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, yeah, the, uh, the money has to be the same or close to it. So if you yeah. do move them, you got you're looking. You're not going to save any money on the on the deal. You can't uh, do a sign in yeah. trade. You know, there's no options of that. So, um, would it be good to move pool as far as trying to get new talent and acquisition in? Sure, absolutely. Because the Warriors right now can't bring in anyone unless it's for a veteran minimum. They can't sign a two year deal. It has to be a veteran minimum for anyone. And the likelihood of somebody wanting to sign a veteran minimum, you know, those Brooke Lopez's that you're thinking of, those DeAndre Ayton's, it's it's not going to happen. Um, so by a money standpoint, yeah, I think it's a good idea to move pool, but it's not going to happen. So we got to do with what we got, right? Or deal with what we got. So I think Jordan Poole and Draymond, that, you know, and Sam said in the beginning, that relationship is gone. It's never going to come back, you know? And I think... Uh, if we can figure out a way to make this into a working relationship on the court and they can win together, that's the best case scenario. But it stems from Jordan Poole turning his attitude around and saying, it's not just me, it's the team, and I'm here to cover up for the team. And I don't think he showed that in the playoffs. He may have said words that alluded to that, but his body language told me completely differently in the playoffs. Yeah, I... I, I... I, I don't know what you do with pool. I don't know if you can. I think if one has to go, it's going to be 
um was it clay is is up for a contract and i think draymond has a player option uh, yeah you know i don't i mean <laughs> we've talked about this before is how this is all like you know how this team is going to be deconstructed because at some point it's going to happen um at this point you know i think we're anybody's guess is a, is a good one yeah um i don't know i don't know if you hope pool and and draymond could somehow truly get past it it seems like jordan hasn't really gotten past it but i don't know i can't put thoughts in his head maybe the, uh, an off season um some space um will kind of cure some of that and you know jordan pool and draymond doing their own thing and reflecting and growing as human beings and, and coming back next year and, you know, moving past it. Maybe that's a solution. I think that's kind of wishful thinking, but you know, financially they don't have a lot of options. It's being talked about that clay might, you know, take a, a pay cut. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just going to be really interesting because from what I understand, I don't know that I don't know basketball contracts like NFL contracts, where in basketball it's guaranteed, right? You can't just like tear up a deal and restructure it, even if the player wants to take a, a pay cut, right? The league correct, doesn't allow- unless there's an option. That's that's the only way, right? Like a buyout, right. and then you can. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the only way, and I guess the only other weird scenario is if you're an RFA, restricted free agent, um, you let them walk, and e- even if you, you trade pool, it. I don't like you're probably take, you have to take back a contract that is just as, just as, just as massive. Yeah. You um, know. so maybe it's like the Deandre Ayton contract contract or something with Phoenix or something like that. I don't know, man. It like, would be more like the Wiggins contract is, is what it would really boil down to. Right. So, so we were able to move Kevin Durant's contract and a sign in trade, but that's how we, we basically took that money on and we took more money on by taking on the Wiggins contract. So, um, the problem is it was a backload of contracts. So we didn't get hit as hard on the luxury tax. We're going to get hit harder and harder as the years go on. So, um, but yeah, so Jordan Poole's contract doesn't kick in until next year, but he's going to have a, an AAV or an annual, you know, salary here of 32 million a year. I don't know who's going to take on a $32 million contract. You know, it's like the Eric Carlson, you know, he should be moved, you know, to, to, to help the team out ultimately, but who's going to take that contract, you know? Yeah. Right. And if he would have played better this postseason, one, the Warriors might still be playing, but also um, his trade value would go up even if they did lose, you know, exactly. so it, 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 he, he didn't help anybody like he's he played bad enough that it's not going to be worth it for the Warriors to trade him, at least not during this offseason. Maybe, you know, if, if he comes out gangbusters in the uh, start of next year maybe that trade value starts to rise again and maybe you can find a buyer with, I don't know, somebody who's like, like a Detroit or Orlando or something like that. Yeah. Let's so just what do give you do? Detroit all of our players. So what do you do? Wiseman pool. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. And you're not trading Curry. Yeah. Do you get, do you trade Draymond? You can't trade Draymond. I mean, you can, if, if, you can. If, if, Draymond, like yeah. op, he would he, he would have to either do a sign in trade or opt in and then get traded right so if right. he if he opts into his contract it's a no trade clause unless he approves it right right um the other option is that he would opt out and then you do a sign in trade 
right. whatever team he wants to go on, aka whatever team LeBron is on, right? So, um, would you yeah. do that? Yes, I would, would do that. I, I if, if he wants to do a sign and trade, I I would do that. Yeah, for sure. But it's what are you going to get back, right? So exactly. It's the Lakers. I I don't know what you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. You know, D'Angelo um, Russell. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd have to look at what the contracts are. I think the only viable contracts right now um, would be uh, the kid that came from Minnesota to Utah to uh, to the Lakers, um, who was Garden Steph to begin the season. I think he's the only one who has a viable contract that would work. They're not going to trade their rookie. He's probably going to get a fat paycheck at uh, Reeves at the end of this season. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, What's his name? Uh, the third? What was his name? <laughs> Lonnie Walker. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, Walker the third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, the, I think Lonnie Walker could be a good in game be a four, good man. six man. He could be a really good six man. I think he could be, yeah. you know, your Jordan Clarkson's of the world or or your, your uh, what's the other you one? Trading, Williams. You trading Wiggins? I think as the seat, as the contracts go on, I think the next like year or two. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm thinking about trying to see if I can offload that with like two years left or one year left. No, I'm talking right now, this off season. No, I'm yeah. not trading Wiggins. No, you're keeping Wiggins. What about Clay? If he takes Clay. a pay cut, yeah. But but understand that I'm not giving him a max contract. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford to do it. You, you take the hometown yeah. discount, or you you go see another hometown. Yeah, and uh, and it, it in the end, it is a business, and I think I think everybody understands that, and. Uh, nobody's going to question, uh, you know, yeah. what Clay did for us in the past. Drew, and we, Drew I made mean, a great point. Drew made a great yeah. point. The new CBA makes it super difficult for teams to go over luxury tax to do sign-in trades now. He's right. Yeah. So that new CBA was basically targeted at the Warriors. So they yeah. didn't want super so teams you, or teams I, to retain homegrown players because you can sign the Supermax deal. So, so Sam, the other deal too is that you can sign your player to a supermax deal, meaning a five-year contract deal, right? Which is what happened to Wiggins. If he if he's your tear your player you you um drafted, right? So let's say or he's under your possession for the last couple of years. It's it's not just drafted, but it's right. like yeah, but you, you you're the only already. one who can offer an extra year. Nobody yeah. else can offer an extra year. So if it's a five-year deal, nobody else can offer more than four years, right? The right. supermax deal. Yeah. So it is interesting because they make the penalties so significant that it's almost impossible to retain players. So, yeah, I think the reality of moving Wiggins next year is a more real realistic possibility than it ever has been because of this new CBA agreement that went through. So, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a lot of tough uh, decisions to be made, and we don't even know if Bob Myers is going to be making them. So uh, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> he, I, I, don't. I, I think he might be burned out and he might be done. Um, yeah, we'll. Uh, I, I think we just got to kind of keep an eye on it as the uh, playoffs go on and we'll see where yeah. the cards lay, man. Uh, well, speaking yeah. of playoffs, we got Stanley cup playoffs. How was my uh, Seagram's Kraken's doing? Well, right <laughs> now the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas stars are literally playing game seven of the second round right now. Let me take a look at the score. It's zero, zero. What a live update. Six and a half minutes to go at this exact moment in the second quarter. Uh, second period, excuse me. Oh. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, like we got some crazy, crazy game seven action happening. No goals, but 
lot of back and forth because it's hockey and that's the kind of stuff that happens in hockey is a lot of action even if there isn't a lot of scoring so uh, <laughs> definitely tune in if you can like if you're able to if you got the time watch some hockey it's it's a lot of fun can we talk about how dirty the vegas knights are did you <laughs> see that play I did not actually know because I was um I, I I've been actually kind of sad and trying. To I, not... I I I have to look it up again. I can't remember his name, but it's game six, obviously, because Edmonton lost in six games. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a a the defender for the Vegas Knights does one of those axe chopping moves onto oh, the... Edmonton's hands. Uh huh. He didn't even have the puck. It was a slash. Yeah. Not just a slash, bro. It was like, it was a hack. I mean, it is a slash, <laughs> but he was he was axing out. He was trying to break a hand, break a wrist. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about how dirty they are, okay? Yeah. Drop Pavelski, gave him a concussion. I'm I'm over Vegas Knights. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think Sharks Sharks fans have been over the Vegas Golden Knights uh, since basically since that first uh, play inaugural thing, season, that, the inaugural season, like. Uh, the during the regular season, kind of nothing to them. It's like okay, fine, whatever. It's a good story. Um, more eyes, and then the playoffs happened, and uh, the fans turned into jackasses, and then uh, like just some bad shit happened. And then Sam, this then going play to a in Vegas Knights year. game is like going to medieval times. It's so annoying. Like literally, a knight comes out, and they like chant some fucking thing about some knights, and then all the players come out. Oh, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. I, I hate him. I hate him so much. If you're a Vegas Knight fan, come on in this room. I want to tell you how much I hate you. <laughs> really just looking to start some fights right now. We're just kind of in a fighting mood. Yeah, so let's just re- recap the uh, second round of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, give you your, I'm going to give you your Stanley Cup date. You know, That's Ooh. right. We're bringing it back. Cup date. Nice. All right. So uh, Vegas Golden Knights beat Edmonton four games to two. Florida beat Toronto four to one, uh, four games to one. Carolina over New Jersey, four games to one. So your Eastern Conference uh, matchup will be Carolina versus Florida, and Carolina will have home home ice advantage. And then Vegas Golden Knights are going to be waiting the winner of this game between Dallas and Seattle. And it looks like it's still 0-0 right now at the moment. So uh, getting closer is, uh, to the end of the second period. Is Burnsy still in Carolina? Uh, he is. He is. Um, he had a nice little... Um, in the uh, at the end of each series, they do a handshake, which is oh him know, and him and really, Timo. Yeah, him and Timo had a nice little moment uh, nice, uh, nice. during the handshake line at the end of that series. And yeah. just for those of you who aren't aware, one of the biggest running jokes is how uh, Toronto can't ever get anything done ever. Um, so they, uh, actually, yeah. Will Wheaton, uh, you know, former Star Trek alum, Will Wheaton, he was like, uh, it, it, uh, let's see. What was it? He was playing. Florida was up three nil, uh, three games to none, and so he he sends out like uh, before game four, happy Leafs elimination day to those who celebrate. <laughs> Toronto ended up winning that game, and then so he just Shit he just did it again five. like two days later for game five, and this time it it did happen. So uh, yeah, so th- this is just uh, a running thing that Toronto can't get anything done. Also, Canada is officially shut out of the Stanley Cup. Again, the last time a Canadian team has won was 1993, when, oddly enough, it was the Montreal Canadiens, who, uh, the last Canadian team to win the Cup. Uh, there's been a couple of teams that have made the final but not gotten the job done. 
I think about Vancouver in 2010. They couldn't quite get it, get the job done. Uh, you know, and and so uh, once again, uh, Canada's sport is getting locked out. They're getting locked out again, man. This is tough road for Canada, but um, you know that expansion team in Seattle is making a lot of noise right now. Absolutely. So um, I do. Uh, I will go on if there's any updates on this uh, Kraken game. Please let me know. Um, I'll, I'll, wanna, I'll keep an eye on it. I do want to touch base onto some uh, football. Uh, let's get into the uh, the uh, soccer. Wrexham is on their USA tour starting cool. next month. Yep. Uh, if, you, if you get the chance, they'll be in San Diego um, playing against Chelsea. I don't know where the Man U game is. I, I, I can't remember. I think it's down in LA as well, too. too. So, But yeah, they get to play against Chelsea and Man U, some uh, Premier League teams and kind of get to see some measure it and see what uh what the future may be for them down the road so happy for that and uh vince you got us uh here with some earthquakes here what are we looking that, at here? that is correct on mother's day the earthquakes go down to play the la galaxy and they shit the bed they lose 2-1 and they uh the galaxy are down at the bottom of the standings but they've they've honestly played better than like the they just have had problems putting the goal in the back of the net. Uh, and they finally bust loose in the second half and get two goals. Uh, the quakes, uh, add one goal in stoppage time, uh, in the second half, but it's not enough. Obviously they take the L, but they, they are still in fifth place in the Western conference and we're more than a third of the way through the season. So at this point, it's no longer a small sample size. You know, this is, yeah. uh, this quakes team is, looking like a playoff caliber team even with dropping this game against the galaxy that they probably should have won but they just uh, i actually watched this game uh start to finish and they just could like for whatever reason they couldn't get they, they couldn't establish uh possession in this game against the uh, galaxy and we'll see if they how they correct it going forward their next game is at lafc uh on saturday at 7 30 p.m uh, the only way to watch these games are on uh, Apple TV uh, plus with the uh, subscription. So, uh, so that's how oh. I did it is I had a, uh, uh, I, I, t I have T-Mobile and T-Mobile gave us a free login for it for I, the year. So good luck playing LAFC. They're like second in, in the standings. Yeah, I mean, right they now. just that's beat LAFC team. last week. Uh, so that's true. we'll see, we'll see how they react now that we're going down into their house. But before we jump into the uh, pigskin football, um, I do want to point out real quick. Knotts County won one hell of a playoff tournament game to move on to the EFL two. So shout out golf clap for your, for Knotts County. Uh, congratulations. Happy to have you guys into the next round with us as well. Um, love the competition, man. If, uh, if they push Wrexham even higher up because of the competition, I'm, I'm all for it. So, all right. I don't know if everyone has access to their own schedules for their own football team. I do. Yeah. But uh, NFL has released their schedules. We'll, we'll try to be quick about this. We'll do, we'll, Dwell a little bit more into it next week as well. But uh, any games that uh, you're circling there, Vince? Because I'm circling a couple. Well, I mean, uh, I think we're circling <laughs> the same game in week 13. <laughs> uh, the 49ers are going to Philadelphia. Uh, right now it's set as a, a, a 1.30 Pacific start, uh, kickoff on December 3rd. We'll see if that game gets flexed into Monday night or flexed into um, Sunday night or whatever. There's uh, That's certainly a game that, the NFL has circled as something that they may want to bring extra eyes to focus on. You know, I think it's, it's interesting that, that they're making you guys come back to Philadelphia. 
Yeah, no, I, it's just kind of the way that it bre- that it breaks down. Um, like there's an algorithm for like which teams go where um, each year, and it's all based on where you finish in the standings. Because both the Eagles and the Niners finished first place, they were going to be playing each other no matter what. Um, but given so, given where you guys had to come to us for the playoffs, I think it's interesting that they make you come back. Yeah, right. I mean, we were playing the NFC East anyway, um, so that's just kind of how it fell in the circle uh, in the cycle. Excuse me. But yeah, this is uh, like I look at the Niners schedule and obviously I'm a little bit biased. And like I jokingly said, Niners are going 15 and two. Uh, You know, I I got the games between the Bengals and the Eagles. I have the Niners going one and one in those games. I don't care which I don't really know which one is going to be the win, which is going to be the loss. And I have one other random loss that they shouldn't lose. Um, But it like after sitting and thinking about it. I know that there's going to be more than one game that the Niners drop at some point, but I still think that they're going to be like a 13 win team, you know, and easily coast to first place in the NFC West and be right back in the mix for a potential Super Bowl run. That's what I expect at this point from the Niners. Um, they've given me no other re- no reason not to think that it sounds like Brock Purdy is going to be close to healthy, if not totally healthy by the start of the season. So uh, we'll we'll see what's going on there. Uh, uh, s- same with uh, Trey Lance; he'll be ready to back up. Apparently, it sounds like, but he'll have a shot at some point. I'm certain of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple games that I'm. Uh... Uh, Drew Thomas is circling November fifth. He's a he's a cowgirls fan. Yeah, he's so, a, he's a um, Cowboys fan. So I, I, I figure that's probably for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll also see you uh, December 10th too, Drew. So, you know, mark that down on your calendar too. So those are two L's uh, that you're going to take. Are pl- Niners are playing the Cowboys on October 8th. That'll be a win for the Niners as well. So that'll be nice. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a Sunday night football game. So everybody gets to see the Cowboys get their out, get that ass whooped. So it's yeah, going to be I, real nice. I've got a couple of games that I, I have circled um, that I think will be interesting to watch. The, the Rams game, it's always a, a good one to watch just because, you know, it's LA and they spent a lot of money. So you're curious to see how that's going to work out. Uh, the following week on the 15th, we're playing the Jets. So we get to look at the new look uh, Rogers team. So I'm um, curious about that. Um, always Cowboys games are fun, man. They, they bring out the best uh, out of both teams. They're hard fought games. So those are always nail biters down the end. So I'll give you that, Drew. But uh, I do expect you to get two L's on that, Drew, and not two W's. So we'll go with there. November 20th, we go to Kansas City. That's going to suck. And then uh, December 3rd, as much as I say that I like my chances because I'm at home with the 49ers, I'm still circling it as a possible game that's, um, you know, could uh, go either way. So I, I look at it as a as a possibility of you know three losses, four losses. That, that's yeah, not I out mean, of the th- picture. Th- yeah. That's kind of that's kind of. I think we're both expecting our teams to be around the same record: thirteen yeah. wins, fourteen wins on the year, something like that. Yeah. So what about you, uh, Sam? How are you looking at your schedule? How are you liking Jimmy G at the helm? How are you feeling about this? Well, I mean, come on. I, you know, we got to see him in action, you know. Um, he's a I winner. Think- he's a winner. He's a gamer. <laughs> the biggest quality, he's a gamer. Um, <laughs> no, I think, like uh, I said this a couple of weeks in a row, is, you know, hopefully they hit on some draft picks and they they find some foundational pieces that – fit their scheme i'm kind of over the whole this whole concept of patriot west or whatever the hell it is um there's only one uh coach bilicek you know and and to try to 
repeat that process or repeat that lightning in a bottle that's ultra rare you you know you got to be your own team and i hope it's um i hope they develop into a winner as far as the schedule there's no there's no like um you know not, i mean it's kind of you know there's the giants that's cool the colts again uh the vikings but there's no there's no like Raiders, 49ers, or Raiders, Eagles, or even, you know, Joe yeah. Cowboys. Like yeah. for me, there's, I just look for a, um, a solid year. You got to get to 10 wins. Like 10 wins is, you, cl- is, is crucial. And I feel like sure. I'm being, I feel like that's soft. I well, feel hold like on, hold, hold, hold on that. What's, what's the I breaking got, news? I got some breaking news. We are in the second intermission. Dallas scored on the power play at the end of the second uh, period. They are up 1 0. Heading into the third on Seattle Kraken, Seagram's Kraken. Seagram Kraken. Wow. So, right. so here we go. It's getting yeah, down I, to the needy greedy. Uh, I think Marcus it's... Peters. Marcus Peters visited the Raiders today. He's an Oakland guy. Um, Thirty years old. Had a bounce back year. Um, not a great year, but you know he was coming off of a torn ACL. Um, so I think um, you know he could potentially be a good good signing um add to the depth of uh the defensive backfield um you know i'm just looking for a positive season and and be competitive you know we hear so much about oh josh mcdaniels is such a complex offense then what i expect is this offense to be executed well with jimmy garoppolo i'm assuming i'm working on the assumption that you know josh jacobs is coming back i expect there to be a running game um, you drafted a tight end of the future who's supposed to fit perfectly. So I expect that tight end to perform. Um, you still have Chandler Jones and Crosby and your first round draft pick. I expect better pressure at the, you know, getting after the quarterback. Um, you know, so I'm expecting a better team and 10 wins. I feel like is being kind of soft, like, you know, 10 wins is, Kind of ten wins kind is of what a you're demanding. Ten, 10 wins is what you're demanding. Yeah, and ten, like, 10 wins is well, probably playoffs. It's not 100% guaranteed, but that's like right on the bubble. 10 right. wins should get you in the playoffs. Well, let's, let's, I mean, let's look at your schedule. Broncos, you got to get that W. I think that new look Broncos team, I, I think your team is more poised. It's been together longer. I think you got a better chance there. You go to Buffalo after that. Granted, it's September and not December, but uh, that's still pretty rough. I have to admit, I, I we'll chalk that as a, maybe as an L, right? Then you play the Steelers, and they come back to you guys. You got to win that one. I think you, I think you got a good chance to get that. So you, you are, you're already two and one, right? And then you look at the Chargers. You're going to San Diego. Look at uh, that, L.A., dude. L.A. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologize, L.A. Chargers. I pulled a. That still here. hurts, dude. That's you're a hurts. fucking Ace fan, I, I and you do that to the, the great citizens oh. of San Diego, your adopted Padre team. Oh, That's God. so disrespectful, man. Freaking monster. You know what? Let's count the monster. Chargers. Let's count the Chargers against them in L. Right? You're gonna take an L in L.A. Then you go to Packers. That's a W. That's a home game. So that's that's a W. If that's not circles a W, it better be. I think October 15th is going to be an interesting game. <clears throat> How much of this Patriots West bullshit is really going to show face? Will Bill Belichick be able to dissect everything because it's basically his shit? 
Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to count that as a W because you're in Las Vegas. Chicago. I don't, I don't know what Chicago was really doing in their draft. To be honest with you. I don't think it was that great of a draft. Um, definitely not as bad as the lions draft, but um, I think that's a W. I think against the lions is a W. So yeah, 10 wins. If you don't get 12 wins, I think that that season might be kind of an L for you. You know, the Lions isn't going to be an easy game. The Giants isn't going to be either. an easy game. The Jets isn't. I mean, you know, and the Dolphins, if if Tua's still healthy and they're executing like they did last year, that's a tough game. Then you got the Chiefs. And then the Vikings, you know, they're kind of running it back. Then you got the Chargers. Then you got the Chiefs. And then you got the Colts who, you know, handed it, <laughs> handed it to you last year. And then you got the Broncos. So... I feel like 10 wins is is uh is doable. Uh but you can't go on these you can't lose the games like you did last year, man. The the blown double digit uh games is you can't do that. It's killer. It's killer, man. You know, but I just I expect I just <laughs> like I expect them to look like a complete team even if it's you know, a, a grinded out team, like execute what you're supposed to do well. I think if the Raiders want to get into the playoffs, your number is 12. You have to win 12 games in this conference. You have to win 12 games. I think that's the only way you're probably going to see your way into this. Maybe. So I just, I mean, Chargers have players who are coming off of injuries. So that's always going to be a question mark going to new season. The Chiefs of Chief, you know, um, man, Broncos, that, that's a question mark. So I think in reality, I mean, the Broncos could be good. Who knows? You know, they got new new head coach, Sean Payton's there. So who knows? But uh, I think in this division, you guys are going to beat up on each other pretty hard. I think the team that can make 12 wins or more is going to make into the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know if I'm... it needs to be that much, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be it, – it... Football games are tough to win. It, I mean, you got to get 53 people all pulling on the the rope in the same direction. And um, that's why, you know, teams like the Niners and the Eagles, they're like in, they were in the NFC ch- uh, championship for a reason last year. And uh, if you don't get the, you don't do the little stuff correctly, you just, you're on your way out. You're on, you're on the outside looking in. That's what happens. Uh, what was it? Seven and 10 last year for the Raiders. Well, I mean, look at the wild cards. I mean, yeah. Nine wins, 10 wins, 10 wins. Yeah, it's going to take double-digit wins, I think. I, I think yeah. 10 is a fair number. I um, think 12 gets you in the playoffs. 12 sure. is a guaranteed playoff yeah, spot as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, 12 and 5, there's nobody not making the playoffs at 12 and 5. That Everybody gets in. 11 and 6, you're. it's almost certainly, unless some really, really weird, fucked-up shit happens. Uh, but 10 wins, I think that's a bubble team. You probably – you're definitely in the mix for a playoffs, but – but yeah, I, I would say eleven is your safe is is your safety. For I'm sure. shooting for twelve. I'm shooting. Oh, for 12. obviously, I'm shooting for seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shoot for seventeen. I've had Bring that. Bring it pressure. on. I don't want that. I hated that pressure. When when the Eagles had that last year, I hated that. I hated <laughs> that every week everyone expects you to win, and it's like, man, and when your team didn't win, and we finally lost to to the fucking Redskins. Oh my god! Commanders, commanders, commanders. You're all over the fucking place. I know, man. man. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the, the, Get this the guy some mid-2000s. Food. Jesus. Your tum-tum is rumbling, huh? It's yeah, just distracting. Man. 
fucking Snickers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be fun. I think uh, me and Vince, we we're 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 expecting, you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen wins. I think that's that's great. Yeah, we're expecting great things from our teams, and uh, if they disappoint us, it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, fun to watch our meltdowns. That'll be yeah. good. Oh my god. Uh, it'll with, be fun with... to watch us cheering if you're if, if you're in agreement with us too. So uh, either way, yeah. definitely hit the bell. Board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash so so the subscribe button. Yeah. Well, you beat me to the punch here, but let's just do the send off, boys. Yeah, but she got it, something it's else. It's about that time. Here. All right, you're listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we post a new episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod slide into our dms we would love to interact with you and buy me a drink if you see me i'll buy you one too just tell me that you like to listen to svt let's buy each other yep. drinks we'll hold bring it together we were at a bar last week and i was talking about our podcast and this guy was like i'll buy you a drink and i was like cool i'll buy you a drink i don't know worked out that way i got yeah. new followers there you go <laughs> welcome aboard gentlemen and good night have a good night guys later